Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. We've been in a series here uh, last week, and it'll be uh, this next week too, called Flourish. And what we've been talking about is a scripture in Psalms 92 that spoke to my heart. Uh, and I wanted to share it with you uh, today and next week as well. Before we do, we do have a marriage conference coming up. Come on, somebody. We have a marriage conference on October 2nd right here at Cardell Theater. God willing, the doors are open. Amen. And uh, it'll be, I think it starts at 9 o'clock, and it's just basically a day. Uh, one of the big things on our heart is to help marriages, because if we can help marriages, we can help the children. If we can help the children, we can change a generation. And so we want to uh, uh, just help marriages or engage folks, or even if you're single or you're just looking for love, you know, maybe you can come and get a date, who knows. Uh, but come and hang out. It's going to be great. There'll be food. There'll be games. There's going to be um, some different, uh, you know, different uh, sessions and uh, interactive moments. It's going to be really, really awesome. So come and join us uh, for that. So come on, let's, uh, I don't know if you have a Bible here on your phone. We do have our slide here. Thank you, uh, Amy, for getting that figured out. It is a little challenging to see, uh, so you're probably going to not see it very well, but for those of you who can, if you want, you can open up your Bibles uh, on your phone uh, on to Psalms 92, and we're going to read verses 12 to 13 today. And uh, this scripture is a powerful verse in the Bible, Psalms 92. And we've been talking about flourish, and if you remember last week, we talked about how the Bible says that God transplanted you. It says he planted you in the courts of our God. He planted you. He says the, the righteous are like those who are like palm trees. They are like the cedars of Lebanon planted in the house of our God. They flourish in the courts of the Lord. And uh, there's something very powerful. Last week we were reminded that we're transplanted. Just Aaron just was baptized. And the moment she did that, we have to recognize something. Baptism is not just about us, me personally. It's not just about me individually. It's not just about my only personal confession of faith, though it is. It's a personal public confession of faith that says, I'm going to serve Jesus, and I'm going to give my whole life to Christ. And so I'm going to be dunked in the water as a, a, in, in partnership with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. But not only are you baptized as a personal public confession of faith, it's also you are baptized into a new family. You are transplanted from an old life or from an old way or even from an old family into the house of God where we are now brothers and sisters in Christ, not because of where we grew up, not because of the color of our skin, not because of what we necessarily, what denomination we're a part of. We are now a part of the family of God because we believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God, that, we, that we, he died and, and, and was buried and rose on the third day, and that we get to have eternal life and an abundant life right now on this planet because of him. And so when you're water baptized, Aaron today is now baptized into the universal spiritual family of God, but also loves City Church, which means this, now she's going to flourish in the courts of our God. That when God plants you, he takes you out of your old soil. Remember last week, you've got all that dirt left over from your previous soil. He plants you in the new, his house, and the house of God in the church, and you bring all your baggage with you. You bring your addictions with you. You bring your problems with you. You bring your issues with you. And he plants you right into the soil of God. And that way he begins to work on you and change you and transform you. And so you've got to remember that God did the planting. It's, you think, man, I get to choose which church I go to. Come on, no, guess what? God is involved in planting you here in this house. If your Love City Church is your home, guess what? 
He planted you here. He put you here. He put you in this house. He had a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. This isn't just some ambiguous idea this, you know, that you had all the power. You partnered with God, and he planted you in the house of the Lord. But he planted you here because he knows that being planted in the, house of the God, in the house of God is one of the best ways, one of the greatest ways throughout Scripture that you and I can flourish and become everything God wants us to become and experience everything God wants us to experience in our life. And so if you look on your phone real quick, uh, or your Bible, if you have it, Psalms 92, we're just going to look at verse 12 today. Verse 12. And it says this, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree, and they'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And then it continues and says, They they grow like a cedar of Lebanon who are planted in the courts of our God. Those who are planted in the house of God. And so just for a moment, we have to look at the idea that the author here used trees. He used a palm tree and he used a cedar of Lebanon. He used trees and he used very specific words with each of those trees. I need you to hear me today because there is something valuable and important that happens in your life when you make a conscious decision to say, I am going to stay planted in the house of God. I'm not going to let anything uproot me. I'm not going to let temptation uproot me or the devil uproot me. I'm not going to let our culture, who says it's not valuable to be a part of the house of God, I'm not going to let anything uproot me. I'm not going to let unforgiveness uproot me. I'm not going to let offense uproot me. I'm not going to let anything in my life uproot me from being planted in the house of God because the devil knows that if he can get you uprooted, it will keep you from flourishing and growing in your life. So we see these two words that he uses here, and it's fascinating. Now, as I share these definitions with you, I want you just to really wrap your brain around what this word flourish and grow means because then you'll understand what these tree means. So just for a moment, the word flourish means this. It means to bud or sprout. So when you see something bud or sprout, when you plant a seed of the soil, what happens is, is that as it's being watered and as it's creating uh, its root system, it goes down deep into the roots, but you see nothing on the outside. You see no external fruit or evidence of greenery. And then one day, I always use the analogy of my grass because I planted my whole grass from seed. You walk out one day when there was nothing and guess what? Next day, there's grass, little sprouted little seedlings. It sprouts. There's evidence on the outside of the soil that there has been working underneath, that something's been happening in that little seedling's life and now it begins to sprout. You begin to see a little bit of green. You begin to see evidence externally that something is happening internally. The second word to define flourish is the word blossom. When you plant a seed or a seed with the objective to get a flower, what is the ultimate objective of planting a flower seed is to get what? To get flowers. So this word blossom means that when you plant a seed, what happens? That flower blossoms and you see the full result of what it was intended to do. You see its purpose fulfilled. The third definition here is the definition to break out. This is interesting. The literal definition means to break out from leprosy. Now the word leprosy used all throughout the Bible is in reference to the stronghold of sin in the life of people. Look at this in for a moment. The word flourish means to break free from sin in our life, from bondages in our life. To be set free and broken, that's what this word flourish means. And the last word is to fly or to soar. It literally means to soar above. So think about these definitions for a moment. 
Keep these definitions in your mind. You see external evidence of what's happening on the inside. You see a full potential come to realization. You realize your full potential. You see bondages broken or leprosy areas of sin broken, and you soar above. Those are literally the definitions of flourish. Now, that sounds pretty amazing, does it not? But now listen to what the idea of, 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 a, of a palm tree. The longer the palm tree is planted in the soil, the sweeter the fruit gets. Sweeter and sweeter and sweeter it becomes. And so when you pick a coconut or a, a, a fruit from a, from a palm tree that's been planted there in, that, in the courts of God or in the soil for long enough, guess what? It just gets sweeter and sweeter. What is our objective as followers of Jesus Christ? To be more like Jesus. But how many of you know when life hits us hard, we get less sweet and more bitter and more frustrated and more upset and more angry when life happens, when things don't go the way we want them to go? When difficulties come against us, when challenges face us, when they drop down more restrictions on us, when they said they wouldn't do that from the beginning, we get frustrated or frustrated with the people who don't follow the restrictions or frustrated with the people who do or my job didn't come out like I thought it was or man, I thought my relationship was going to look different or man, I thought we were going to be able to have that child. Different things happen in our lives, which happens in our life. What happens is, is we get a little bit maybe bitter, maybe a little bit frustrated. And over time, we lose our sweetness. But those who are planted in the house of the Lord become more and more like Christ and become sweeter and sweeter, having the fruits of the Spirit coming out of their life. They're patient when they shouldn't be patient. They're self-controlled when they've had impulses before. They have love when they shouldn't have hate. They have forgiveness in their life when they shouldn't be able to forgive. When you are planted in the house of God, you begin to see a budding what happens is you see God do on the outside what he's been doing on the inside. And what happens is, is that you only have two options. You can be planted or you can be unplanted. And people who are planted in the house of God, 21 years of being a pastor, and I'm going to tell you this, people who've made a conscious decision to plant themselves in the house of the Lord, despite how terrible people can be, have become sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And they begin to see the fruits of the Spirit working out of their life. Why? Because they made a commitment. Lord, I'm going to stay in your house no matter what. I'm going to stay committed. And I'm going to plant myself into the house of the Lord. And when life happens, I will not let those things keep me from becoming like Jesus. Amen? Come on, the second thing we see with the palm tree is that it has incredible purpose. Do you know that one palm tree could meet the needs of a Jewish family? It meet every single need of a Jewish family for almost their entire life? That a palm tree, actually, one palm tree provides food, shelter, comfort. It, it, it provides fruit, jams, jellies, dates, vitamins, calcium. It can be branches, can make ropes and rigging and baskets. Different parts of the tree can make medicines. From, from, you can make lumber to build a house. You can make, uh, from the sap, you can make spices. You can make pods to cook with. Literally, one tree has incredible purpose that helps other people. The whole purpose of the palm tree is to meet the needs of the people around them. And when you're planted in the house of the Lord, guess what? You blossom. Our next series we're going to do is going to be called Discover You. And we're going to do a few weeks looking at what has God, what are the gifts God's given you? What are the things God wants to pull out of you? Who are you in Christ? What has God asked, given the gift has he given your life? Why? Because I want to tell you something that I have seen more and more as the years have gone by. When people make a decision to plant themselves in the house of the Lord, they begin to experience fulfillment and purpose like never before. 
They begin to be on a worship team, or they're helping the kiddos serve the Lord, or they're putting up signs out here, and someone drives by and sees a sign and comes to church and gives their life to the Lord, or maybe they're serving at their group by bringing food or being a part of the prayer team, and they begin to involve themselves, and they see over time as they begin to invest themselves and to put their, their roots down into the house of God, something begins to happen. They begin to experience purpose. They begin to blossom. You begin to find the man, I'm fulfilled. I've loved watching. And one of the examples is Andrew preach. You know, Andrew's been preaching here. He's actually preaching next week. You don't want to miss it. You know, I've been watching different folks. I remember when Michael Baker came up, was playing music on the guitar. And I just used to love watching him. Michael Baker and Mallory are two of the most incredible uh, children's workers and community-minded people I know. And they just love watching them, invite people over to their house and go out to the lake and go boating. It's because it's what the gift God's given them. And I've seen that flourish in the house of God. I've watched people be part of the worship team and people share their faith and people using their giftings of the house of God and they begin to flourish and you realize something. I'm here to tell you something valuable. There is no purpose outside of building the house of God. No money, no career, no finance, nothing will satisfy you like being planted and rooted in the house of God, building his kingdom, sharing your faith, iron sharpening iron, building one another, being in the house of God. There is nothing that beats that environment of being in a, thank God, healthy church environment. Come on, somebody. A healthy church that wants you to thrive and blossom. Come on. The next thing we see from this tree, this is amazing, is that this tree literally grows from the inside out. Do you know that a palm tree has a heart and the tree actually grows from the inside out? That if you wrap a barbed wire around an oak tree, over years, if you put a barbed wire up next to an oak tree, what will happen is, is that barbed wire will begin to go into the bark of the oak tree. And if you look at an oak tree, it'll look like there's a barbed wire growing right through it. If you've ever seen that before. What happens is that the oak tree only grows externally. It only shows visible expression externally. So when something comes against it, it absorbs it and brings it into its life. But an oak tree, if you wrap a barbed wire around an oak tree, it grows from the inside out. So when that barbed wire is wrapped around it, guess what happens? As it grows, it actually breaks off the barbed wire. I have seen God break addictions and broken relationships. I've seen him restore them, and I've seen him bring life. I've seen alcoholism broken, and sexual addiction broken, and pornography, and come on, adultery. And we've seen people who've dealt with uh, the different sexuality struggle, and we've seen things broken in their lives. People who were addicted to money and had adultery. And we have seen God bring transformation because we are people who are planted in the house of God. And when we grow, we don't just grow on the outside so everybody can see it. No, we grow from the inside. When happens is things are broken off of our lives. Sin, the destruction of sin that keeps us down. Listen, I know you might be here today hearing me say, well, I don't deal with that. Well, guess what? If you're going to be a part of Love City Church, you'll quickly realize I'm the first person to admit that I am full of the nastiest of sins and I need the grace of Jesus Christ in my life. We confess our sin because guess what? When you're planted in the house of the Lord, guess what happens? If you're in a healthy church, you cannot live in sin. Our sin is convicted by the Holy Spirit. 
and he recognizes our external sins, areas of life that we're dealing with. And then when he begins to convict us, I don't convict you of that. It's not my job to be the arbitrator of righteousness and justice and right and wrong. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's God's word. And guess what? When you plant yourself in the house of the Lord, he's going to begin to put you around people going to say, hey, brother, I love you. Hey, I've, I've been seeing this thing in your life and I'm only saying this to you because I love you and I want to see freedom in your life. Have you thought that maybe you have an addiction to pornography? And this person will say, oh, yes, I do. You're right. And immediately there's transfer. We've seen that year after year after year. Alcoholism. Someone says, man, I've just been drinking so much. And every time I wake up, all I think about is having a drink. And you share that in your group. And there's breakthrough. A marriage that's falling apart. And it's on the ER 911 divorce table. And we bring the, the, the paddles and we resuscitate it with God's word. And there's transformation in their life. Why? Because they've rooted themselves in the house of the Lord where there is community where you can do life together and you can see bondage is broken in your life. Come on, the last thing we see with a palm tree today is we see the palm tree can actually withstand a storm. Palm trees have roots that go down almost to the same height of its top, 125 feet deep. And what you realize is that when you plant a palm tree, you don't often plant palm trees individually. They are planted in clumps. So when you plant a palm tree, you always plant palm trees with other palm trees. And what happens is that when the roots go down deep, guess what these roots do? They reach out for one another and they actually intertwine. If you pulled up the root system of a tree, of a palm tree, you would see that half of those roots were not its own because it was grappling and intermingling with other roots. So when the storms came, they were able to rise above the storm because they actually, uh, they do not break. They actually bow down. Come on. We bow down at the feet of Jesus and we lean back and we grab the roots of those around us. And as the storms of life come, because I'm planted in the house of God, I have a community to lean on. I have a community to trust in. How many people have been hurt by people who have, you know, you shared your story and then they've taken advantage of it or they've, you said, man, I'm addicted to this. And they said, oh, well, I'm not like that. And they've rejected you. Or you've been in church environments that have been all about righteousness, self-righteousness and putting their nose down at people and performance. Well, God help us. That's not what we want to build here at Love City Church. We're people who recognize we got a lot of stinking problems. We need a loving Jesus to come and help us. Amen. We need a community. We need accountability. We need partnership. And only when you are planted in the house of God. Can you find the community to inter, uh, intermingle your roots with and say, okay, when this challenge happens in my life, we've had people who've lost babies and we've had people who've uh, relationships have fallen apart. We've had people who've lost loved ones. And when we first started the church, a month into the church, we had a, a gentleman in our church pass away and, and the community came around, Adriana and her family, and she's been here since. And, you know, we, we, we've had problems going on in our lives. And guess what? In the house of God, we can intermingle our roots together. And two more thoughts here about the cedar tree. The word cedar is actually the word firm. And if you look at the word grow, the word grow means to actually, the idea of this word cedar in growth means to be, it means to be, to have vitality. The word is actually consistency. That when you are planted in the house of God, like the cedar, guess what? You are someone who has consistency. Now I need you to hear me. What I'm about to say is not sexy at all. I've learned something over the 21 years of being a pastor at a church. The people who stay the most rooted in the kingdom of God are those who choose to be consistent, even when it's not sexy. Even when it's just another group. 
Just another prayer meeting. Just another event, just another thing. Oh, just another person needing help, just another family, another baby being born. We have so many babies born. Just another meal to make. You think, Ryan, what about the fun stuff? What about all the miracles and all those things? I want to tell you, those things are awesome. But do you want to know what builds, a, to build like a cedar tree in the house of God? Is when you make a decision and say, you know what? I'm going to be consistent. Our dream is to build a church where your kids, 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 kids can be in the same house of God and be healthy in the house of the Lord. The last thing here is the word Lebanon. The word Lebanon, actually throughout the Hebrew scripture, is the word whiteness. And the word Lebanon, being whiteness, actually comes from the idea that the cedar trees right now in Lebanon are the oldest living trees on the planet. They're 5,000 years old. And they're planted up on a mountain range where there's perpetual snow. And so they're always covered with snow. Being surrounded by the, 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 the crazy elements of snow, they continue to be firm and grow. And if you use that same word Lebanon or whiteness all throughout the scripture, do you want to know what the word actually refers to? It actually refers to the idea of being purged from your sin. To being cleansed from your sin. There's something very important as we end our time together today. You want to know what's the most important thing that happens when you are planted in the house of our God? You are a person who is always being reminded and assured that I have been forgiven. One of the biggest dangers to being in the house of God is that we lose the reality of what forgiveness is really like. We get so used to grace, don't we? We get so used to Jesus. We get so used to his provision. We get so used to his love. We get so used to his power. We get so used to his miracles. We get so used to the reality that you and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and the Lebanon of Jesus in our life. He purged us of our sin. He healed us and he transformed us. And when we were at our deepest, darkest moment, when we were lost and broken and had nowhere to turn and nothing to do, we said, Jesus, I need you. And we turned our lives to him. Being rooted in the house of God should always bring you back to not more theology and more crazy doctrine. It should bring you down to this one reality. Jesus Christ loves you unconditionally. And then he loves you. And then he died for you. God forgive us for being planted in the house of God yet not growing. We just forget. We forget that the house we live in is by God's blessing. The car we drive and the family we have, we forget that you and I were snatched out of the gates of hell. We were saved and transformed and that before the foundations of time, he found you. In your terrible sin, in your wretchedness, he found you. See, being planted in the house of the Lord shouldn't remind us about what doctrines we believe in all the time. It shouldn't remind us about well, what percentage should I give again? <laughs> it shouldn't remind us about anything other than this one thing. Jesus and Jesus crucified. We shouldn't be arguing about different theological things or worrying about how we should do church or how we shouldn't do church. We should just accept the fact that every one of us here 
have been called by the very grace and mercy and love of Jesus. And the only reason we're here today is for one person and one person alone. His name is Jesus. And he, he purged my sin and he transformed me. And when I'm planted in the house of God, like a cedar of Lebanon, it's like you being firm in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And that's what I come back to. And that's what I rely on. And that's what I live in. And that's what I surrender my life to. And nothing else matters other than the fact that Jesus forgave me. And I want to, I'm so madly in love with him. And I want a relationship with him. And I want to have a relationship with you as we have a relationship with Jesus together. Being planted in the house of God has incredible more significance than you just doing your religious duty, doesn't it? You're just checking in and checking out on a Sunday. My goodness, God, help us. This should be a, a communal experience where you are experiencing the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. You're seeing your purpose fulfilled. You're blossoming and you're sprouting and you're alive. Come on, you're seeing bondages broken in your life. You're seeing consistency and you're firm and you're always being reminded of the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Why don't you stand to your feet with me? Let's pray. Come on, thank you for your flexibility today. Being out here, turned out to be pretty warm, huh? Sort of warm. I guess I'm moving around, aren't I? <laughs> I want you just to take one moment before we close. Look around the room for a second. Look around this room. <laughs> just look around. I don't know how many of anyone here today maybe doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Christ. But if you're here today and you're looking around and you don't, or maybe you're like Aaron and says, man, I was far away from God. I grew up in church and I said the right thing, but I didn't really make a personal confession to commit my life to serve Christ. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're not only individually planting yourself in the house of God, but you're a part of a family. He does this together. Share life together. Through thick and thin, through up and down. We just see as many people as we can know Jesus Christ. Would you close your eyes for a moment? Every eye closed. I'm just going to ask a question. Come on, anyone here outside today wants to make just a fresh commitment to serve Christ? I'm not going to call you forward or embarrass you or call you out. I just want to see if you're here today and you say, man, I saw what Aaron did and I relate to that. I heard this message today and I want to be a part of the community of God. Come on, this isn't a commitment to me or a commitment even to our church. This is a commitment to Jesus. If you're here today and you say, Ryan, I just want to make a fresh commitment to serve Christ. Would you just quickly put your hand in the air and put it right back down? I won't pull you forward. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to see if there's anybody here I'm praying for. Come on, real quick. Hand up, hand down. Come on. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thanks for your body, God. Thank you, God, that we can stay firmly planted in your church. Thank you that the church is your idea. Father, I just pray for those here today who've had bad experiences at church, <laughs> who've been hurt and wounded by pastors or hurt and wounded by other people or other Christians, or maybe they don't go to church, or maybe they don't see it's in Scripture. I pray today, God, that you would just compel them, Lord. Inspire them, God. Grab their hearts today. And remind them that there's so much you have for them in the house of the Lord. Thank you for your church. Thank you for the people you've placed in your church. We love you with all of our hearts today. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, come on, everybody said, amen. Come on, next week, we'll be right back in that building at 930 uh, and 11 o'clock. Join us. And this week, we got prayer Wednesday. Make sure you sign up for our marriage conference. Hang out a little bit if you'd like. Thanks for being flexible today. We love you guys so much. Have an amazing day today. And you guys can play some music for me. Love you guys. Hang out and mingle.
Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.